I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Welcome to episode number 15, how to get your adult children to want to talk to you. How are you, my friends? It is a beautiful day here in Utah. It's so snowy out. Um, as I'm recording this, I'm just feeling so grateful. We really need the water. We've had a drought here for lots and lots of years. Last year, we had great snow and this year we just need it to continue so we can fill our reservoirs. But I got to say, there's just something so yummy about sitting inside by the fire and watching big fluffy snowflakes fall outside my window. Oh, so lovely. Also, my car was making these super funky noises yesterday, so it's in the shop. I have nowhere to go, so it's just the perfect time to sit down and record this episode. Um, I want to talk about today one of the most painful things that we experience as the parent of adult children, and that's the separation that we feel after being so involved in their lives. I remember sending my kids off to college and thinking about them nonstop, I would wonder how their day was going and if they were making new friends, who they were interested in dating. I really longed to talk to them. I wanted to hear their voice, hear all the things. And you know what they were thinking about? All the things, but not one of them was talking to me. <laughs> they were excited about their new life. They were talking with their friends. And this can be such a bummer for us as moms, right? This is actually healthy and a normal part of their progression into adulthood. They need to individuate and differentiate themselves as independent human beings. And we want them to build their own lives. But at the same time, we haven't figured out what level of involvement we should have or where we fit in anymore. So is this you? If it is, raise your hand. This one is for you. Because our roles shift from being a parent 24-7 to that of more of a mentor or a friend a, a guide, um, as our kids want to make their own decisions and they don't want us telling them what to do anymore. And the way that we approach this change can really affect our relationship long-term. So we're going to dive into this topic today, and I'm going to give you some really good tips on what not to do so that it will increase their desire to talk to you. But first I want to give a huge thank you to my dear friend, Jer for short, for leaving me a review in iTunes. She titled it inspiring and said, I've known Jane for many years and she is the real deal. She is smart, funny, charming, and so helpful and insightful. I look forward to her emails and classes. Living your best life can really happen with Jane's tools in your tool belt. It's like giving yourself a hug. Love her. Gosh, thank you so much for your kind words. I know you to be someone who's truly making the world a better place every single day of your life. So it really means so much to have your sweet support. Thank you. And listen, for the rest of you, if you're enjoying this podcast, will you please leave me a five-star rating and review and share it with a friend or a family member who could use this too? I so appreciate you helping me to spread the word and get these tools into the hands of more of our sisters who really need this help. Okay. Let's talk about some of the things that we do that drive our kids away from us. First, 
let me say that if you do these things, you're totally normal. You're not a bad mom. You haven't messed up. It's a natural progression for us too, as parents to try to figure out our new roles as our kids leave our homes. One of the mistakes that we make that we need to talk about is hovering. By hovering, I mean trying to maintain that same level of involvement or closeness that we once had, or continuing to make them, meaning our kids, our main focus and trying to be ever present in their lives still, right? Think about this for just a moment. What are your expectations for your kids and the way that they continue to keep in touch or communicate with you? If you're insisting that they call you to report each day so that you can feel better, it's time to stop. We want to show our kids that they are not responsible for our emotional health or happiness. We need to model this for them, that we can create our own life satisfaction and love other people without needing them to do anything in order to make us happy. So if you're sad that your kiddo is gone and you can't stop telling them about how much you miss them and how much you wish you could be with them, you are piling on the guilt as they are trying to spread their wings. And that keeps them tethered to you in a really codependent state. We do not want this. People don't like feeling this pressure from others. So your kids will come to resent you. They will distance themselves from you. Even if they do call, it's not because they want to. It's because you've guilted them into it. And this does not create more connection at all. You'll become that mom that gets ghosted when you call. They'll roll their eyes and be annoyed with you. They'll talk about you to their friends, right? Instead of looking forward to talking to you. So if you find that you are oversharing with your kids about your sadness of them being gone, stop it. Call your friends, call other people, talk it over with them, get a coach, somebody that you can talk to. Let relieve that pressure from them. It's not their job to make you happy with all the love in my heart. It is not their job. It's our job, right? And we're glad because we don't want to be dependent on other people for our happiness. I promise you that's true. Okay. Let's talk about the second mistake. This mistake is when we offer unsolicited advice. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just so tempting to share all of our wisdom with our kids? I mean, we've been there and we've done that. And yes, we probably do have all the answers that they might need. As our kids become adults, even if they still live physically under our roofs, our roles change. We go from being the director and the controller in their life to more of the guide and mentor, as I mentioned before. But when we offer unsolicited advice, it is not appreciated. Our kids want to figure things out on their own. And when we interject our opinions without permission, it really feels disrespectful to them. I did this recently with one of my kids. I was listening to them talk about a struggle they were having, and I made a suggestion. But even though I was genuinely trying to help, it drove a wedge between us because it felt to the other party, like criticism. The message that they received on their end was, you aren't doing it right. You aren't thinking this through correctly, or you're making bad choices and I don't approve. That was the message that was received. Even those, those were nowhere near the words that I offered. This is how it's perceived on the other side. 
Imagine for yourself that you are sharing a frustration with a friend and they suddenly just jump in with all the things that you should do instead of what you're doing. It's off-putting. It's off-putting to us. If we don't ask for the help, it feels intrusive. It feels a little inconsiderate or like someone else is a know-it-all, right? I find myself wanting to do this all the time, especially as a life coach. Of course, I think I can help other people, right? But we always need to ask for permission to share. And it's uh, this is true with our kids too. We need to ask our kids. Our kids want to be treated as equals, even if they're not yet. This is part of the progression. They want to be treated as equals, not in a one-up or a one-down position anymore. So when you feel that urge to give advice, simply ask them, would you like my help or do you just want me to listen? I'm here for whatever you need. That's the offer that we make, right? And then if they do want that advice, feel free to share, but you will find often they'll be like, maybe later mom, or maybe I just want you to listen to me for now. And that's okay. Let it be okay. Okay. Now the third mistake we make is sending them the message that they need you in order to solve their problems. Ah, this is another thing that we really struggle with as midlife moms, because it feels so validating to be needed. And to be fair, we come by this in a really honest and good way. We've shown up for our children. We've worked our fingers to the bone. We've lost eons of sleep and sacrificed so much to get our kids to this point that to lose that validation in what seems kind of like overnight can be super hard. We loved being relied on and being a good mom. And that's something we can certainly be proud of, but that job doesn't last forever. And we need to be able to sit with that discomfort, sit with that change and let it go. The message our kids need to hear from us now is you've got this. You are capable. You can do hard things. You're going to make mistakes and that's okay. And I am cheering you on. I'm cheering you on. You've got this, right? They need to feel our confidence in them. And by the way, this feels so good to us at any age. I remember when I made the decision to become a life coach, it was scary. I had so much self-doubt. And when I shared my plans with my parents, mind you, I was 50 years old. (laughs) But even at my age, their support and encouragement meant the world to me. They were like, yes, you will be so great. Go for it. That was totally their message. And their belief in me really propelled me to take action. And it fueled my belief in myself. Don't be a dream killer. I'm going to say this again. It's this important. Don't be a dream killer. No matter how skeptical you might be, your job is to cheer your kid on. And if it's not meant to be, reality will kill the dream. But don't you be the killer. (laughs) I learned this lesson a little bit the hard way. When our son returned home from an LDS church mission, he announced that he wanted to make movies. And I thought, what in the actual heck? (laughs) I was not supportive. In fact, I thought he was a little crazy. He had a scholarship to play football and I wanted him to finish getting an education. That's what good kids do. That's what responsible adulting looks like, right? So that is what I told him to do. And he did. Well, after a few years and some really tough life lessons and experiences, we could see how deeply depressed he was not to be living his own dream. He was trying to live our dream. 
He wanted to be a filmmaker. He didn't want to work in marketing, which was his major. He didn't want to work an office job. He could never see his life that way. And when he thought about it that way, it was incredibly depressing for him. Anyway, at a pretty low point, we encouraged him to go for it. And boy, did he ever, he has worked his way up. I got to say, I'm so proud of this kid. He worked his way up from the bottom, doing lighting, being a grunt to basically the top, really. He is now a very successful assistant director and he loves his life. He is so alive with passion in his creation and what he does for a living. It's so fun to watch. It is his zone of genius. It is his gift. And I, because of my own doubts and my own lack of vision could have ruined his dream forever. Our children need us to be their biggest cheerleaders. They will have plenty of people in the world who try to knock them down. Don't you be one of them. When we stop hovering and we stop offering unsolicited advice and we take on the role of being their greatest support and cheerleader, can you see how it might be so much more desirable to talk with us, to be with us? Think today how you can become that voice of confidence that we all need to hear right? It's like Maya Angelou says, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Think about this for yourself. How do you make your children feel? Do they feel judged and unworthy? Do they feel insecure? Do they feel weak? Or do they feel like they can take on the world? It's so important that we give our kids the message loud and clear that we believe in their ability to become successful adults. Okay, in our next episode, I'm going to share with you how to get them to engage with you by asking better questions. So be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out. Thank you so much for being with me today. And now, if you really wanna move the needle in your own relationship, go put something you learned today into practice in your own life. You've got this, mama. You can do this. You are exactly the parent that your child needs. Figure out how you can make it really a happy and connected relationship. That's our work. That's our next phase. That's our next job. Have the best day and I will see you next time. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together. And we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside. <laughs>